So I kind of thought we'd be a little bit late getting started, so I plan to try to be a little bit short. So I don't know, maybe I'll be a little short, and you might even get out in time to get to a restaurant and eat a bite. But I do have something important to say. I was studying a passage this week that spoke to me a lot. Um, I've studied it three or four different times during the week. And, and here's, here's the deal. What I have to say is coming from this book. And anything that comes from this book is, of course, very important, but it also has the ability to change someone's life. It has the ability to break down walls and remove mountains, knock down barriers. So this morning, if you want to turn in your Bibles, I'm going to be in the book of John, chapter number 4. And I'm going to begin reading in verse number 1 of the fourth chapter. And I'm going to read this entire story here in this part in the first half of the book of John. This is a very familiar story. This is one, if you've been in church any length of time at all, you've heard this story. You, you know about it. You've probably heard different messages on it. You've probably heard many different takes on it and many different angles or direction. But what I want to do is read here beginning in verse number 1, John chapter 4. It says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea, departed again into Galilee, and he said he, he must needs go through Samaria. Now, I'm not through reading. I'm going to read the rest of this story, but I want to pause right there for just a minute because that's very important. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. Now, if you look at the Greek word there, that must needs that it is a Greek word that means it is necessary. Jesus is saying it is necessary for me to go through Samaria. Matter of fact, Greek words many times has a root word that it stems from. And if you pull up the root word to it, it means to be in bonds or to be bound to something. Jesus says, I am bound by something. There is a reason that I need to go over here through Samaria. Now, we know that he doesn't need meat. We know that he doesn't need food because the disciples went to get some. As a matter of fact, they came back and was talking about meat, and he said, I have meat which you know not of. He's talking about spiritual meat. Now, that's the latter part of the story after the disciples came back. But what Jesus makes known right here is the reason that I came by here isn't to get groceries. It's to bring some spiritual meat. There's someone here that needs something. He didn't need a camel. He didn't need a donkey. He didn't need transportation because he was walking. He didn't need a place to stay because he had no intentions of staying there. He was passing through because there was someone there that needed him. Verse number 5, Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Give me the drink. I want to pause right there again for a minute, because I'm sure you've heard this part of the story before about this woman. But this is a woman, uh, she's a shady lady. She, she is a woman of a bad reputation. She's, she's not approved of by the other women there in her hometown. Now, see, it was the women's job to go out in the morning and get the water. They would take their water pots, go to the well, fill them up, and bring the water back to the house so that they would have water throughout the day. But this woman wasn't allowed to go when all the other women went. 
She couldn't go there when all the other ladies did. So if they did, she'd be ridiculed. She'd be talked about. So she just waited. She would rather deal with the sun. She would rather deal with the heat of the day than to have to deal with this bunch of women. See, in the day, that, that well would have been a, a watering hole. And I'm sorry for those of you that are in this business. I'm not saying all of them are like that. But this watering hole was a place where women gathered. Kind of like some of the beauty parlors. The place where the women gather. And all the women talk. And all the, the gossip can come out there. If you want to learn something, that's the place to go. If you want to get something out, that's the place to start it. Again, I'm not saying all of them's that way, but a lot of them are. And this woman couldn't go there because all of the juicy gossip would have been about her. And she didn't want to go there because the sneers and the looks and the long noses and the pointy fingers and the whispering and the backbiting. So, so she just went another way. She went at another time of day because she didn't want to have to deal with them. Now, before I, before I read here in verse number 8, she couldn't go there in the morning because of the other women. Anybody listening? Y'all, y'all I didn't lose you in the story. Did I? She couldn't go there in the morning because of the other women. But Jesus came there in the afternoon because of her. Now, the story goes on in verse number 8. It says, his disciples are going away in the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria to him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, and thou wouldst have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself, his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. Ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh. For you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah is cometh which is called Christ. When he has come, he'll tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. 
Upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? Then the woman left her water pot. That's the only reason she thought she came was to fill that water pot. She left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men. To the men. Notice the ladies and how did say to her. To the men, come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. I want to bring a message this morning on the unhidden secret. God, thank you so much for this story. Thank you for the text. Thank you for taking the time to record it in this book, God. You said that if the deeds were written of the things that Jesus Christ did, the earth could not contain the books that would be written. But there's this one little event that happened in a small town there that, that this, involving this one woman in a sinful lifestyle. And God, you took opportunity to write this down, to record it, to forward it for over 2,000 years, to hand it to us today, God, because there's somebody... <laughs> Oh, there's somebody in here today that's broken, God. There's somebody in here today that's lost and undone. There's somebody in here their marriage is in trouble. There's somebody in here that their children are wayward. There's somebody in here that's passing by the well that needs a touch of God. There's somebody in here that needs to brush by heaven. There's somebody in here that needs your help and your hope. God, I pray this morning. Would you move by this way, God? I pray your Holy Spirit would fill up this well right here, God. I pray you'd speak to everybody in this place this morning, God. Will you change us, God? I pray you'd break down barriers, remove mountains. And God, I pray you'd calm some storms this morning. Will you do something in this place special, God? Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. So, here in the text this morning, this woman has some secrets. Just like some of us. This woman has a past, just like some of us. This woman has some things that she's done in her life that she is not particularly proud of, just like some of us. But it is what it is. There's nothing she can do to go back and undo the things that she's done. There's nothing she can do to go back and relive the events. There's no way to change those things. So she just has to live with those things. She's just going to have to live in the mess that she's made. The only advantage to going to the well during the heat of the day is that there's not going to be anybody there except maybe a stranger. And if it's a stranger, they're not going to judge her. Because they don't know her. See, Jesus is here in the region of Judea. And the Bible says that he's going to the region of Galilee. But he says, I've got to go through the region of Samaria. There, there's a reason over here. See, here's the deal. Jesus knows where you are. He knows what your problem is. He knows when you're hurting he knows what you need. He knows where to find you. He knows when the opportunity will present itself that he can sit down with you and catch you sitting still, catch you without the television on, catch you without any extracurricular noises, any kind of distractions, not riding down the road in your car. But he knows when and where to find you when you're alone where he can sit down and talk with you and work some things out. He says, I must needs go through Samaria 
See, when Jesus comes to talk with you, Jesus isn't really worried about your past. Jesus is worried about the position of your present and the finality of your future. Nobody heard that. I said, when Jesus comes to talk to you, he's really not worried about your past. You can't do anything about your past, and if you're willing to let him, he's going to erase your past. So it doesn't matter anyway. He doesn't come to talk to you about your past. He's not worried about your past. He's worried about the position of your present and the finality of your future. When Jesus comes, that's what he wants to talk about. He told this woman, he said, go get your husband. She says, I don't have one. I don't have no husband. See, she didn't want to open that can of worms. But Jesus says, well, that part's true. That part's true. You, you don't have a husband, but you have one. Matter of fact, you had five of them. She said, oh. and, and the man that you're living with now, you're living in sin. Because you're living with a man that you're not married to. So you've had five husbands, and if that ain't enough, now you're living in this sinful lifestyle. But, but he says, I didn't come here to hold any of that against you. I came here to get you out of where you are. I didn't come here to condemn you. I came here to help you. Anybody glad that Jesus went out of his way one time to come by where you were, to come where you needed to find? He went out of his way to get to where you were, to get you out of your messes and bring you to where you are now? That woman got up this morning. It's just another day. Weather wasn't anything unusual. Wasn't anything special on the horizon. No extraordinary circumstances. This is just another ordinary day, and she just went down to the same old well just to get another ordinary pot of water with no way of knowing that this day would be the first day of the rest of her life. She had no way of knowing who was waiting on her. See, you may not can go back and change the messes that you made yesterday, but you don't have to keep living in them today. You may not can fix the mistakes you made in your past, but you don't have to relive them tomorrow. This woman goes to the well. She's not expecting to see anybody, but there's Jesus. And we can see right off in the story that she recognizes that Jesus is a Jew, and automatically she expects to be judged. See, not, not only is this woman already judged by the other Samaritan women, but the Jews and the Samaritans have no dealings. They don't like each other. So if the Jews don't like the Samaritans and the Samaritans don't like this Samaritan, then, then in her situation, in her eyes, is she expects to be condemned by this man because he's a Jew. Amen? See, see, this woman's met a lot of people. She's, she's met a lot of men. But this is the first time she's ever met Jesus. She comes to the well. And she's never seen this man before. And this man sitting at the well says, give me a drink of water. Now, see, expecting to be condemned, I can only imagine that this woman doesn't have the most hospitable attitude. I'm coming in the middle of the day. It's burning up hot. I had to come in the middle of the day because I didn't want the women to ridicule me. There's a reason I'm here now. I really didn't want to talk to anybody. That's why I came down here to be alone. I just wanted to come to here, and here you sit, and you're a Jew, and I'm expecting to be condemned. I really don't figure she's got the most hospitable attitude. And he says, give me a drink of water. Now, expecting to be condemned, she says, 
you're a Jew. You have nothing to do with the Samaritans, of which I am. And you want me to give you a drink of water. See, I can see right off, this woman is used to men using her to get what they want. And then going their way after they've gotten what they came to get. Jesus says, if you knew who I am, you would have asked me to give you living water. Now, with her less than hospitable attitude, she says, yeah, right. You don't have a bucket. You don't have a cord. You don't have a rope. You don't even have a shoestring. You see how deep the well is? I don't see anything you've got to dip with. So, so how is it that, that you're going to reach down there? See, this woman was used to men making unfulfilled promises to her to get what they wanted and then going on about their business without fulfilling what they promised in the first place. So Jesus says, the reason none of this makes sense to you is because we're not talking about the same water or the same well. He, he said... Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus says, you came here in the middle of the day when there wasn't any women around because you didn't want to face your physical issues. But I came here to meet you alone to discuss your spiritual issues. She says, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not even on the same page when it comes to spiritual issues. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. You say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. See, what we see is that Jesus already knows an unhidden secret. He already knows some things about this woman. And I'm not talking about the five husbands. I'm not talking about the sinful lifestyle that she's living in right now. None of that stuff matters. Jesus can erase all that. This woman feels as though she is trapped in her situation, and she has no way out. This woman is thirsty, but not for the water that's in this well. She needs something, and she don't even know what. She's looking for something to get her out of the messes that she's gotten herself into. So she comes down there to the well, and she says, Our fathers worshiped here. See, what that tells me is she's already been looking into some things. She's already been searching for some answers. Apparently, she's already looking for a way out. You, you want me to give you one of those Yanceyologies that you can throw, take and throw in the trash? It really ain't worth nothing, but it's just kind of what I think. You know why I think God said, I'm, or why Jesus said I must need to go that way? Because he's God in the flesh, and I think that woman's been secretly praying while Jesus was at Judea. She's been saying, God, help me get out of this mess. And God the Father said to God the Son, you got to go this way because there's a prayer we got to answer today. There was some reason that Jesus already knew this woman was there and said, I'm going to have to go this way. So she says, our fathers worshiped here in this mountain. Jesus says, I'm what you've been looking for. I'm your way out. This day, I came to make all things new. This day, I came here. See, but before we can, can get to what is right, we got to deal with some things that are wrong. In order for you to get to a place of righteousness, sin must be dealt with. Sin must be confessed so that sin can be forgiven, and then we can move past all that. See, this woman's not just dealing with guilt. This woman's dealing with shame. Guilt makes you feel bad about what you've done shame makes you feel bad about who you are 
Shame, shame makes you feel bad about yourself. So she thinks she has a physical problem, but Jesus says, no, no, what you have is a spiritual problem. One of the things that the Samaritans have in common with the Jews is they both believe in the law. They, they both believe in what are the first five books of Moses. In today's Bible, we call it the Pentateuch. Some call it the Torah. It is the book of the law. It is the first five books of the Bible. The thing that they had um, in consistency they agreed on is both sides believe in the law. Both sides believe in these five books of the law of Moses. But what they don't agree on here is where to pray. She said, you Jews say that you have to pray at Jerusalem, but I don't live in Jerusalem. I live right here in the outskirts of Samaria in Sakaar in this little town right here by this well. But, but because they, they believe in the same book, she says, no worries. The Christ is coming. Wait a minute. That's important. That's important. She didn't say, I've heard, I think, or maybe. She said, I know. She said, I've read the book. I've read the story. I've read enough of this that I know that the Christ is coming. And not only does she know that he's coming, but I know that when he gets here, he can answer my questions. See, you say one thing, I say another. I know that when the Christ gets here, he can answer all the questions. The book of Matthew, chapter 26, the Pharisees had brought Jesus before their accusers. They had paid accusers to come in and bring these false accusations against him. And, and they had said, we heard him say that he's going to tear down the temple. And in three days, he'll rebuild it. Verse number 62 of Matthew 26, the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses, or which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. The high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God. Thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, coming out of the clouds of heaven. The book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 66 the Bible says, as soon as it was day, the elders of the people and the chief priests and the scribes came together and led him to their council, saying, Art thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, you'll not believe. If I ask you, you'll not answer me or let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. And then said they all, Art thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, You say that I am. After the death of Lazarus, and Jesus went and he met Martha, and Martha said, If thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, what God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Here in our text, Jesus went out of his way to go talk to a woman that was hurting. Jesus, instead of going from here to here, went from here to here on the way to here to see this woman that is broken. She, she has been searching 
for answers. She is in a bad situation. She's living a lifestyle that she's not proud of. She's in some things that she wants to get out of. She's living in a mess that she's made. And the only thing she knows is there is a Christ coming, and he's the only one that can help me. He's the only one that can get me out of my messes. There's a day coming, I've read it, that that Christ will come, will meet me where I am, and he's the only one that can help me. Nowhere else in the scriptures does Jesus speak more plainly about who he is. He's speaking to this broken Samaritan woman who is looking for answers. And to no one else in this book does he speak more plainly about who I am. And he lets her know, I'm what you're looking for. Jesus says, I that speak unto thee. Am he? Well, let me do something real quick. Let me, let me get you to bow your heads right if you don't mind. Everybody just bow your heads. You close your eyes just for a minute. See, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know who you are. I know some of your problems. I prayed with some of you. Some of you shared some things in your life. I know some things that are going on some, but for the most part, I, I don't know. Even if you share some things, I don't really know what your hurt is. I don't know the depth of your hurt. I don't, I don't know your heartache. I don't know what your past is. I don't know what you're carrying. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know what the burdens are that, that are burdening you, pulling you down. I don't know what you're searching for. I don't know what it is that you think you're in need of, but here's what I do know. Jesus went out of his way to meet you where you are right now. See, Jesus went from where he was to where he is by the way of the cross so he could come to where you are. He didn't have to go to the cross. He didn't have to go to Calvary. He went that way because we needed him to. He went that way on, on our behalf. Now, Jesus has met this woman in her troubles, in her trials, in her situation. He's met this woman here at the well. This woman has the opportunity to turn and walk away, just like you do. This woman had the opportunity to ignore him and go right back to where she came from, just like you do. She had the opportunity to go back to her problems and face her same situations, just like you do. She, she had the opportunity to go back to her disappointments and go back to all the things that were pulling her down. She, she didn't have to talk to Jesus at the well. She could go right back to her miserable lifestyle, full of disappointments, just like you can. Or you can give your problem to the only one that went out of his way to come solve it for you. See, there's a lot of people got up this morning. It's just another ordinary day. The weather isn't anything special, not too hot, not too cold, not too rainy, not too sunny. It's just another day. You, you got up, had the same coffee you would have had any other day. Nothing special about the breakfast, nothing special about the way, nothing special about the car. Nothing in particular. It's just another Sunday morning. You got up this morning with the same baggage that you went to bed with last night. There's not anything any different. But you came here expecting just another day. But Jesus says, I'll meet you at the well if you're willing. I'll sit down and talk to you if you need some help. 
I'll sit down. You, you, can, you can leave your old broken water pot here. I can send you home with some living water. You won't have to carry that stuff back with you. I can give you something fresh and something new. I can, I can lift your burdens and give you life. <laughs> I can lift your troubles and give you peace. I can take away your sorrows and give you happiness. If you're just willing to meet me at the well. I don't know. I just wonder. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Just keep them closed just for a minute. I, I just wonder right where you're at. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning who would be willing to say, Lord, I need your help. Just hold your hand up right where you're at. Nobody's looking. Lord, I need your help. I've got something in my life. I've got something going on. There's something involving children's school, family work. doesn't matter what it is. God, I need your help. I know somebody that's sick. I, just, I need to see a moving of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need your help. All over this building, there's not a section in this church that doesn't have hands up. All over the building. So could I have you just go ahead and stand, please? If you raise your hand and you said, I need help, are you willing to meet him at the well? Jesus went out of his way today to meet you here. 2,000 years ago, he didn't have to go to Calvary. He did it for you and I. He didn't have to suffer stripes. He suffered the stripes so that by his stripes I can be made whole. He didn't have to suffer the shame. He did that so he could pick me up out of my shame. He, he didn't have to endure the things that he did. He did that so that he could take the things so that I don't have to endure them. Jesus will go out of his way to meet you. Sometimes you just got to come to the well in the middle of the day. You got to come when it's hot. You got to come when it's not so comfortable. It's not the best time. This woman came down there in all of her shame and all of her guilt and all of her past and all of her problems. She came, and as soon as she saw somebody, automatically, she expected to be judged. And had it been anyone else, she probably would have been. But on this day, she saw Jesus. And Jesus said, I did not come to judge you. I came to help you. I came here for you. I came here to wash away problems. I came here to restore broken marriages. I came here to call home wayward children. I came here to either break down mountains or give you the strength to climb it. I came here to, get, to remove your valleys or hold you by the hand and walk you through it. I came here to calm the storms or give you the ability to sail through the storm. I came here to meet you where you are to help you this morning. I wonder, standing right where you are, See, what this woman needed was to meet Jesus. And this morning, if you've never met Jesus on a personal basis, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to save your soul, then you've never been saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He didn't say, I'm one of the ways. He didn't say, I'm part of the way, a piece of the way. He said, I am the only way. And if you want to get to the Father, you've got to come through me. If you've never been to Jesus Christ, you are not going to heaven. The Bible says there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby ye must be saved. There must be a confession of your mouth. Jesus brought it up to the woman.
He said, let's talk about your sins for a minute. The woman didn't deny those. That's a confession of the sins. Are you willing to confess your sins? Are you willing to admit that you've made some mistakes in life? For all of sin to come short of the glory of God, we know we're just a sinner. Are you willing to say, Lord, I'm a sinner? Are you willing to say, Lord, I'm asking you to come into my heart and forgive me of my sin? God, I just want to be saved. I, I, don't, I don't want to go to hell. But I, I don't want to live that old sinful lifestyle. I don't, I don't want to live in the stuff, God. I, I, I want to be pleasing to you. Lord, I'm asking you to save my soul in Jesus' name. It's not a magic prayer. That's you surrendering your heart to God. It's not words of the lips. That's an attitude of the heart. You're just like the woman. Jesus is not worried about the things of your past. He's worried about the position of your present and the finality of your future. If the position of your heart is right that you want to be saved, He will save you in your present and He will change your future for all of eternity. He says, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. He said, my father's house are many mansions. Weren't I so? would have told you. He's preparing a, a mansion for you. Are you going to get to go to yours? If I could have heads bowed, eyes closed, just a minute, let me ask a simple question. If you prayed this morning, say, I just asked Jesus to save my soul. I've just, I've confessed my sins. It doesn't matter if you've been to church before. I'm, I'm asking you this morning, have you asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins and save your soul this morning? I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. I won't point you out. I won't embarrass you. Just slip your hand up right where you're at and say, I prayed this morning. I prayed this morning. I prayed this morning. I see some hands. Anybody else? Don't, don't be bashful. I see some hands. Anybody else? Anybody else? 